Dr. Anthony Fauci is probably one of the wealthiest government employees other than everybody in Congress with their maybe insider trading, you know, in quotes, right? So, Dr. Anthony Fauci's financial disclosure shows he has $10.4 million in investments. That means this guy is an eight-figure government employee. So let's get right into this article. If this medicine thing doesn't work out, Dr. Anthony Fauci can always get a job on Wall Street. The president's chief medical advisor and his wife had $10.4 million in investments at the end of 2020, newly released records show. That sum, including $2.3 million in unrealized gains, was held in various mutual funds. Fauci's 2020 financial disclosures was released publicly Friday night by Senator Roger Marshall, who Fauci had called a moron after he inquired into Fauci's financial disclosures during a Senate proceeding Tuesday. Dr. Fauci was completely dishonest about his financial disclosures being open to the public, Marshall said in a statement. Dr. Fauci must be held accountable to all Americans who have been suing and requesting for this information but don't have the power of a Senate office to ask for it. Fauci's 2020 filing, not previously available to the public, details the finances of the nation's highest-paid federal employee, who reportedly made $434,312 in 2020 and is on track for a $350,000 annual pension upon retirement. So in a mix of trust and retirement accounts, he and his wife hold Atlas Large Cap Mutual Funds, PIMCO's Investment Grade Bond Fund, and a tax-exempt Municipal Debt Fund. Other holdings include the PAX Elevate Global Women's Leadership Fund, which invests in companies highly rated for advancing women through gender-diverse boards, senior leadership teams, and other policies and practices, and the Matthews Pacific Tiger Fund, which focuses on East Asian nations, in particular China, but excluding Japan. So that's like a little bit worrisome, this Matthews Pacific Tiger Fund. But let's continue. The filing also disclosed between $250,000 and $500,000 in a money market account, and between $50,000 and $100,000 in a 529 tuition account. Now, if you don't know what this 529 tuition account is, it's basically where you pretty much have like an investment account that grows tax-free if the money inside it is used solely for education. So Fauci also reported a stake worth between $1,000 and $15,000 in Jackson Fillmore, a trajectory in San Francisco within the district of House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. The pasta dishes at Jackson are simple and straightforward, but taste like they are made with love, an infatuation reviewer wrote. On the income side, Fauci was paid between $100,000 and $1 million in royalties by McGraw-Hill, and he reported $8,100 in honoria and travel reimbursements for virtually appearing at three galas, including the Robert F. Kennedy Human Rights Foundation Ripple of Hope. 
He also got 5198 from the Partnership for Public Service after being named the nonprofit's 2020 Federal Employee of the Year. So Dr. Roger Marshall, at, like on Twitter, Breaking, I obtained Dr. Fauci's previously unpublished financial disclosures. Dr. Fauci was completely dishonest about his disclosures being readily accessible to the public, which is why I am releasing them now. Bum, 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 bum. So Fauci's financial received new scrutiny this week, and after Fauci said the misinformed Senator Marshall only had to ask for his 2020 disclosure, which he said was available to the public. Fauci's employer, the National Institute for Health, turned over the documents to Marshall on Friday in response to a strongly worded letter. But Fauci's salary for 2021 and 2022 still have yet to be released, according to Adam Andrzejewski of OpenTheBooks.com. The conservative nonprofit Judicial Watch sued the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, NIH's parent, for documents related for Fauci's financial affairs in October 2021. HHS has proposed beginning monthly releases starting on February 1st, according to court papers. Thomas Felton, president of Judicial Watch, accused the NIH of playing a shell game with Fauci's records. His 2019 financial disclosure was released by NIH in 2020 after a Freedom of Information Act request from a reporter. But NIH has never explained the redactions in the 2019 disclosure or why it processed that document under FOIA when it told media outlets last week, including the Post, that Fauci's 2020 filing would need to be requested from the Federal Office of Government Ethics through another process. And NIH did not return a request for comment. Now, here's the thing. I'm actually not too bothered by a lot of the things here. But, let's see. Make Raw Hill. Let's go. We're going to check that out, but let's see. McGraw Hill. Every teaching and learning journey is unique. So what we do, we work to expand the possibilities of content and technology to guide you along your unique path to growth. Hold on, let's go to About Us. At McGraw-Hill, we believe that your diverse experiences enrich the way you learn, teach, and grow. Every educator teaches differently and is proud of it. Every institution has a unique approach that makes it distinct. Blah, 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 blah. Interesting. Meet our employees, job opportunities. I see. So basically, this amount, right? So Fauci was paid between you know one hundred thousand dollars and one million dollars in royalties by McGraw Hill. Okay. So basically, 
he wrote textbooks or books in general, right? Or they were published and then he got royalties on those books, okay? Just like a lot of, you know, a lot of uh, teachers tend to get, right? You know, like how like professors in universities end up basically forcing their students to also buy their textbook that they made, that they wrote. This is basically the same thing. Okay, so I see. That explains it. So I'm not necessarily really worried about that either. I was a little bit worried because I didn't really know what McGraw-Hill was. But now that I know, okay, it's not really that big of a deal. So the thing to really understand about this financial disclosure, it doesn't really show anything, right? Because you got to keep in mind these factors. He is paid a disgusting amount as a government employee, okay? We're talking nearly half a million dollars in government paycheck, right? Not to mention his royalty paycheck, right? Which will potentially last for the rest of his life, right? Plus the pension that he's going to end up getting, right? So this amount of like investment, honestly, is actually really low in my opinion, Right with the amount of money that he's actually making, the amount of money that he has in his investments is honestly pretty low. But really, I don't see anything necessarily wrong with his investment portfolio because it's pretty much all mutual funds, right? And the reason why I say that there's not really that much, like it doesn't really show anything, is because this is vastly different than the people in Congress. Let's use, for example, Nancy Pelosi, where her husband happens to invest in single stocks where they end up making millions upon millions upon millions of dollars to the point where they are now worth over nine figures because of single stock picks. Fauci doing mutual funds is honestly less shady than Nancy Pelosi, as crazy as that may seem, right? Now, what I do think that basically everyone should actually be looking at is not really Fauci's finances, but the NIH's finances that Fauci controlled, right? Because that would probably reveal some crazy stuff. Because you got to keep in mind, like he is the one that is making decisions. And based off a lot of people talking about Fauci is that he controls the money. He basically controls what people end up studying, what gets passed, all that kind of stuff, because he controls the NIH's funding to these different doctors, scientists, studies, all that kind of stuff. So they shouldn't, like, basically from this disclosure, right, it actually makes Fauci look less shady, which is why you got to look at the finances that he controlled in the NIH. That is the most important thing, right? Because honestly, if all the people in Congress did what he did, I would like Congress a lot more, right? People would like Congress a lot more if they just put their money into mutual funds because it is very broad, very unlikely that they're going to be necessarily benefiting greatly from specific information, right? Now, if this disclosure basically revealed that he was picking very singular stocks like Pfizer, Moderna, all that kind of stuff, then yeah, okay, that is sketchy as hell. But because this shows 
a whole bunch of mutual funds, and honestly, not that much gain, right? Like 2.1 whatever million dollars of unrealized gain. That really isn't that much gain with the amount of money that's actually inside his investments, which makes me think that a lot of the money in that account is actually money from his royalties and his paycheck as a massively high-paid government employee, right? That's what I take from this. I believe what this shows is that everybody needs to go and basically go through NIH and find out what finances he was controlling. But just keep that in mind. Honestly, I don't really dislike this way of investing. It's very somewhat conservative in the investment strategy. But uh, yeah, this doesn't really show that much of anything shady. But it does show that basically all the money that he was controlling in NIH is probably going to reveal something crazy, right? Feel free to give your thoughts. Hey, this podcast is sponsored by our personal finance courses. So if you have problems with mastering your money and you need help, go down below and learn how to master your money and This is a plan that anyone of any income level can follow. It is simple and easy to follow for any income level in any situation. And it's very straight to the point. And if you want to learn how to make money online, go down below as well. And we'll see you in future episodes.